show Work-Life Harmonize. Before we get started, I want to shout out someone amazing. Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale and grow your business? Then tune into the Entrepreneurial You podcast hosted by the incredible Henneke Watkins-Porter, the Jamaican podcast queen, author, international speaker, coach, and entrepreneur. Each week, Henneke features a global high-impact entrepreneur and leader who shares their international best practices to motivate, inspire, and educate peak performers just like you, my dear listeners. You'll hear from influential guests such as Lisa Nichols, Richard Branson, John Lee Dumas, Paul Carrick Brunson, Seth Godin, and more. The best part? It's free. Listen to the Entrepreneurial You podcast on any podcast application and start learning from the best in the business today. And now, on to today's show. Welcome to today's very special episode of Work Life Harmonized with a new dear friend, Erin Gallagher in the house. I, too many hats. She's got her company, Ella. She's got a hype women initiative movement that you're going to want to join. And if you don't stop listening to the show right now, no, we need you to keep <laughs> listening. She is an author, a speaker. She is um, an incredibly forthright, authentic crusader for women. And I'm not quite certain how you do it. Welcome, Erin. Thank you. I'm not quite sure I am doing it. Um, but yes, that you're so kind. I appreciate all of that wonderful um, messaging. And it's, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey. Well, I'm sure that's what we're going to talk about a lot today. But I think it's it is, as you can hear in my voice, I'm a little bit sick. It happens when you have six and four-year-old children, but it also happens when you're you're just a little burnt out. Um, your your immune system sends messages to you. So it's really important to listen. That's so true. And as women, especially women wearing, I, I stopped counting hats. This is year three of the show. And our listeners have said, you know, we wear seven hats, eight hats, nine hats, 12 hats. Let's just stop counting the hats. Let's get a great hat closet and let's pick out the hat of the day. So the hat of the day for you, Erin, is advocating for women by showing up. I said this to you on the pre-show, you show up. How do you do it every day? Is it conscious? Is it your mission? Tell us about how you show up because you are full on showing up for women. Yes, I I think that showing up is one of the most important things you can do for another person, for a cause, for someone who doesn't have the privilege, platform, bandwidth, safety to do so, but also for yourself. Um, because if it's if something is inherently true in you and you have felt called to do it. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like life. So, so often, you know, I'll have these posts and it just pours out of me. It is something happens in the world that I have a strong feeling about a response to. And I, I, I write because it is my medium. It is the way that I process. It's the, it's cathartic for me. It is Communication is incredibly important. It's my entire career was built on communication. I was an English major at Michigan. Um, I think that storytelling is the way to connect. But I show up because 
I believe as a straight white woman that I have deep responsibility to use that privilege, privilege that I was just born with. I did not, I don't deserve it more than anyone else. I didn't work for it. It is pure luck. I have to use that privilege um, to drive difficult conversations, to say the things that need to be said, to ask hard questions in spaces where I, I may be that others aren't, and to challenge a system that wasn't built by or for so many of us. So to me, to me, showing up looks like a lot of different things. And, you know, sometimes it might be a public post on LinkedIn. Other times it might be a text message that you send a friend. It might be a call that you make to your senator um, or a letter that you write. It might be a sign that you have in your yard that that says um, abortion is healthcare, Black Lives Matter. Um, in this house, we believe ban assault weapons, the um, gun reform. These are all the signs that are in our yard. We actually don't have any more room for any. Um, but showing up is is each of our responsibilities and opportunity. So for our listeners, both men and women and our male allies and supporters and advocates that listen to this show, shout out gentlemen, mad love, and to all of our beautiful women that have been listening to this show and supporting the work-life harmonized movement, because we know that balance is bullshit and we can't do it all, all at one time to have our all to be our all harps play without exhaustion and pneumonia. I talk about that a lot on the show and here you are under the weather doing this show. We're really grateful and we insist you rest after this show. Clear her calendar, people, <laughs> whoever your people are, tell them clear your calendar. I'm living my you, house. Your I people. Mean, that's right. Six that's and four right. year old, Auntie Dana Mahina, mine are 19 and 23 right. now. Let me talk to you. Auntie, Auntie says no. So listen. Auntie to says no. We have Hawaiian comparison. So... Aaron's lived Oahu and other parts of the Hawaiian Islands. She knows I've relocated here out of the Silicon Valley madness, 22 Ooh. years. Ooh, and uh, everyone's an auntie or an uncle and That's there's right. so much respect and so much Ohana. There is help here. So if you're visiting the islands of Hawaii, please go beyond the boat tours with the drinking and check out how the culture actually works. Get off the beaten path. Aaron, how, when you wake up in the morning, does the fire get lit? Is it already lit? Do you have to actively light the fire? Is there a ritual? Tell us how you actually do it. We like to keep it practical. Yeah. How do you do it? So, you know, it's interesting. I, I haven't slept well in a long time and that has, that was not always a problem for me. I know some people are true insomniacs since honestly, that person was elected. I haven't slept well. And sometimes I quell that with um, like a melatonin or something. But what I find is if I just sit in the silence that happens sometimes in the middle of the night, that is when some of these opinions, these perspectives, these points of view come to me that I feel I need to put out into the world. So I have to make a decision sometimes about how much I want to damp down that creativity in, in the hopes that I'll, that I'll sleep better. And I think, you know, sleeping, sleeping is another sort of sign that tells us that things are not okay or need to be addressed. And 
the not sleeping also happens when you have really small kids that come and get into your bed all the time. <laughs> so, so there's lots of reasons why it hasn't been happening for me. So what I would say is, you know, I, I wake up in the middle of the night with the fire, the fire wakes me up. I have really vivid dreams sometimes that then make me think about something. I'm an Aries, right. Which is a, a fire sign. We are in Aries season at the moment. Last night was the new Aries moon. That is like, there is something really powerful happening right now. April 20th, I've been told is this big day for transformation, for shifts, for realizations of dreams. So I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual and I believe in the universe having a plan. And I believe in signs and, and instinct and intuition. And so I pay attention to that. I pay attention to why people come across my plate, why, why issues stand out for me. And, um, but what I will say is I love, I love the visual of fire. I love the, the, the power of it. I love that. That's the way you ask the question because there's so many phrases that I find comforting when I think about what it means to keep a fire lit. Um, there is one that says like, you can't let set yourself on fire in order to keep others warm. So wow. I, let's, let's repeat that listeners. You cannot set yourselves on fire to keep others warm. That is brilliant. We have not heard that one. That's going in the show notes. You're doing really well. This is one of mine. I'm going to show it to her. I, I wish this was a, a video well, podcast is where creativity and solutions are found. Yeah. That's the back of uh, all my business cards have my own sayings from my first book I shared with Aaron. Book two in the works. September is supposedly the published date. I'll keep you all posted. I'm not ready to release the title, but I told Erin what it was and she didn't look at me like I was totally crazy. Lips are sealed and I love it. Our lips are sealed. So when you're in the stillness and when those incredible, brilliant sayings or quotes or really terms of operating come to you, Erin, and you hear them and you listen to them and you intuit them, if you will. Yeah. What happens next? You write this post on LinkedIn. Let's, let's go there. Let's just go there. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you, you write this post, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michelle, yo post goes viral. What happens? Tell us about that. So Jamie Lee Curtis's friend sent it to her. Um, that's kind of what happened next. The, the post on LinkedIn went viral there. So that was the LinkedIn community having it resonate with them, the message. And then once Jamie Lee Curtis received it, and then she posted it on Instagram, it went viral there. And then, you know, the following two weeks were quite a whirlwind. And, um, I, I really tried to stay in the moment because it was, it was a really wild and exciting time. And the, you know, 15 plus global publications picked up this story from HuffPost to Today Show to The Guardian and others. And um, the problem was in most of those articles, they were focused on a really surface level, simple narrative about what this was. There was a meme, which was the image of Jamie Lee Curtis hyping Michelle Yeoh. And then I wrote a post that I turned then into a shirt. And that was kind of the end of it. The real story was there is a seismic shift happening in the way that women view one another. We have been conditioned to believe that other women are threats, 
and that their success detracts from ours and that their light casts a shadow towards us. So that is the patriarchy's very intentional conditioning that has kept us distracted from the real issue, which was the dismantling of the patriarchy. We have been fighting each other and see and trying to keep each other down, which has left a lot of spots for a very specific type of person, mostly straight white men. So this notion, the reason why that image mattered to me and the reason why I wrote what Jamie Lee Curtis coined the word anthem about unabashed hype women being our mantra and our, our sort of vibe for 2023 is we don't see women celebrating each other like that with abandon. We just don't. And, and we need to see more of it. And so what it has inspired and what the movement has become, and the movement only happens because of the people that participate in it, it has inspired women to start to hype each other more publicly Instead of seeing that someone has started a podcast and having your first reaction be, who does she think she is? Why don't I have a podcast? Why does she have a podcast? You may have that that first reaction and that's conditioning. And so I think taking the shame and blame out of it and instead saying, of course, I think that I've been taught and shown my entire life to think that I'm going to make a different choice. I am going to hype her. And so you celebrate her. That is how we change behavior. That is how we heal from generational trauma. That is how we dismantle systems that weren't built by or for us. So the hype women movement has evolved into women just celebrating each other all over, men celebrating women. This isn't about um, everyone celebrating everyone. That is a different story. It's someone else's journey. This is about women being hyped because we don't see that enough. We don't see women, like when women talk about themselves or women are talked about so often the response is, that's really, she's really selfish. She's really self-centered. Um, she's really egotistical. When a man does it, it is, he's an innovator. He's a leader. He's a visionary. And so we are reclaiming our power our light, our fire. And, and, you know, the other thing that's important about fire is that it requires oxygen in order to stay lit, right? I'm Aquarius. I will fan your fire all day with my air. We need, we need this your is air. meant to be right. We need your air. Yeah. So it's what that means though, is like, you can't smother it. You can't, you can't cover it. And and hope that it's going to stay lit. You have to give it room to breathe. So this can, this comes back to your, you know, your question on like, how do I do this? How do I keep it going? Where does it come from? I, I sometimes burn out. That word is really specific to what we're talking about when we think about a fire inside of someone, or we talk about the spirit of an Aries. I have, I have burned myself out a couple of times because I'm not giving myself oxygen. I am not creating space. So when your entire work is mission-driven, you wake up and you live and you breathe it all day long, right? It's If I were selling hats, that could be a very specific thing that I sort of tapped in and out of and really was not all-consuming in what's happening in the world politically and socially. But, but because my work is the thing, 
I have to be super intentional about finding, finding ways to, to, to turn the volume down sometimes. Um, and I'm still working on it. Yeah. So on the show, our listeners are always seeking for active, practical, actionable advice. And our mantra is really about elevating in particular, just like you and just like all of us that are really tuned into and showing up for women, especially in this year of unabashed hyping of women in 2023. We want to elevate then we want to activate. And then our goal is to educate. So in educating women and maybe even a usual inside out story, that's what I do a lot in the show is show myself, reveal myself, my own work in progress, my own struggles, my own great days. I mean, hell, some days, Aaron, I'll celebrate myself. What is it that works for you when you're feeling the depletion or the de-energizing coming on before it's hit? What do you, what do you do? What works for you that others might learn from? Yeah. I so wish that it was a one size fits all answer. And unfortunately women are not a monolith. And so the experience of every woman is so different. The experience of me five years ago is so different than today. So I think what it comes down to, instead of me saying like, drink tea, right? It's it's not going to be like that. I think I think the action to get to the solution is it's it's part of the the card that you flipped over, right? It's it's can you get to the stillness so that you can actually hear your intuition. The thing about intuition, especially for women, it is so powerful. Our instinct, our gut instinct is so powerful. We are told a lot of our life to not listen to it. We're told that it's wrong. We're gaslit. Um, We're told it's crazy. We're told it's crazy. We're told we're crazy. Um, And so when you have that happen so often, you, you don't trust yourself anymore. So when I turned 40 and I made the decision to no longer abandon myself in service to others, as that had been my entire experience of my working career and you know most of my personal and professional relationships i had to i had to be in some stillness and remember who i am get to know her again and heal that part that was not listened to and not acknowledged and not validated i find like invalidation is really painful for me if I feel that my experience has been invalidated because that's not my, the way I experience something isn't up for debate. It's my experience. And so when people say that's not what happened, that, you know, you hear that over and over again, and you just don't trust yourself anymore. And so I think it's getting the way to figure out how to navigate the the moments of energy and the moments of, of pouring back in is to find that stillness and to listen to, to that intuition that is telling you what you need right now. Because sometimes Dana, sometimes I need to be alone and I like, I need to just go like lock the door so the kids can't come into the bathroom and like take a bath or whatever. Right. Sometimes I need to be with my friends. Um, so it, it's not the same every time. And I think it's important to, 
to sit with yourself and say, what do you, what do I need right now? What is going to help me today? I don't need to think about tomorrow. I don't need to think about the next six months. I just need to think about right now. What do, what do I need? And right lately, what that answer has been for me is like, I really need to sit and watch the Magnolia Network. That's what I need. It's a phenomenon. So many strong, smart, beyond capable women, founders, yep. entrepreneurs, leaders, yep. uh, stay-at-home moms of six. Lord yep. help me. Uh, bless you women. Right. I, I can't do it or couldn't do it. No. They are all watching the Magnolia Network as am I because it's decompression, isn't it? Let's just let's just it's, keep it. It is decompression. <laughs> it's it's cathartic. The other thing I think is like, it has a beginning and an end. So much of when you do mission-driven work, there is no end. And so it's, it's, I like it because the house gets finished, right? In an episode. And I know that it didn't happen in 24 minutes, but they synopsized it and they gave me the best of it. And gosh, darn it. I deserve that. Right. But feel so good inside <laughs> completion. And I think the other thing is like, for me, I need some, you know, I, I am deeply involved in every aspect of my life in the work that I do for, for gender equity and intersectional feminism and diversity, the books I read, the like shows I watch, the, the people I follow, the social networks that I am engaged with, the conversations that I write, like all of it, right. Even to the even the fact that like most of my children's books that I read them are about diversity and like all of that. So sometimes I have to just take a damn break. <laughs> I have to read a book about a unicorn to my four-year-old. I have to read a beach read. That's like about, you know, some love, some love affair. I have to watch the Magnolia network because I just need, I need some space for my own damn life in order to like reframe it. And you know what, you know what the craziest thing you will be amazed at what happens, how it refuels you, but also how it gives you a new creative angle for the work that you do in the world that you never expected just because you finally step outside of it. So when we, when we contemplate our own evil over and over and over again, and we get so myopically focused on ourselves, yeah. we do miss the big picture, right? We do, we miss it. And we all care so deeply about the issues, the challenges, the reality of what you're talking about for all of us that want to get involved with the hype movement and that want to be part of the fairway and that want to get involved with Ella. You have so many things, your hands are in, you're an octopus girl. I mean, that's what's happening. Like you've got your hands in so many things. If you were my spirit animal, you'd be an octopus and they're very <laughs> magical creatures. As you know, how do we get more behind you? How do we keep fanning your fire without smothering it? What, what is women and men who are there for women? What do we do? How do we get involved? How do we keep you at the forefront? Because as women, we need you and let's celebrate you. It's your turn. You celebrate women every day. We celebrate you. Tell us how to do it. What would that look like for you? What yeah. is the call to action? <laughs> call to action. I love it. I love a good CTA, right? Everyone feels direction and they feel, they feel accomplished when they've done it. Here are, here are a few quick, easy ways. I think if you're not already following me on LinkedIn, follow me there because this is where I'm 
publishing the most content. I'm using it as a content publishing platform. I'm talking about what I think are the most important issues of our time. I'm doing it specifically on a professional workplace platform because we have been told for so long incorrectly that items like women's bodies and politics don't belong there. And yet they impact so many of us as we walk through the world. So I, I'm forcing those conversations there. Come follow, come follow me and have and have a dialogue. So that's one way. I think another way is if you are a woman who is interested in surrounding yourself with a community of women who want to help build your wealth, who want to help give you access to human and financial capital, join us on the, the Fairway app and through the membership. That is the premise. There are so many incredible organizations that are led by women right now um, and different groups that have different offerings. We are not a place that is going to have, um, you know, Zoom calls that that are telling you how to speak up in, in your next meeting or lessons on how to do things. The entire premise is come here, ask for what you need. If someone can give it to you, they're going to give it to you. Full stop. It could be something like, I need a paid speaking engagement. You just say it. If someone can either give you that paid speaking engagement or they can connect you to someone that can, that is how the interaction goes. Because the entire premise is that we just need women to make more money. So come join us there. And and then the other thing is we are doing fairway dinners all over the country. We have had 10 fairway dinners so far, you know, over the four months that we've been holding them. We brought together 200 women in in, um, five different markets. San Francisco, LA, um, Chicago, New York, and DC. We're coming for you, Kawhi. We uh, are ready to host us with the most. <laughs> Bring it on. There are some incredible women here. Oh my goodness. I know. I it. mean, really. Yeah. So, so we're coming please. for you, Kawhi. We have <laughs> lots of we have lots of other markets that have interest. And you know, I I'm navigating what it is to be um a so solopreneur and and the energy that I can give and um, create and what's possible. So we have dinners every month in Chicago because it's easier for me since I live here and we're doing them every other month in New York. And so if you are in either of those markets and you are interested in attending, send me a DM on LinkedIn, or you can email me Aaron at ellaforall.com. I build these dinners of 20 women very intentionally. They are intersectional. They are inclusive. Um, they are intimate. It is a mix of Fortune 500 C-suite with mid to senior level rising stars at small, medium, and large businesses and female founders and entrepreneurs. I find that that mix is a mix that allows women to do business with each other. And every woman that is invited changes the next woman who's invited because there is a chemistry that is so purposeful. And what I have heard in response is that people feel it. So, so those are the ways, those are the easiest ways. And then, you know, hype women, you got to hype women, hype them on all of the, in all of the ways that you possibly can on, on social media, use the hype women, hashtag, follow it, go to hypewomen.com, check out the brand partners that we have there. These are all women-owned businesses that are doing incredible things. Spend money with them, right? We've got McBride Sisters, the first and largest Black women-owned winery in the U.S. They've been around for 17 years. We have Bliss Lau, um, a Asian jeweler designer based in New York who is celebrating her 20th anniversary. She has, you know, 
put her jewelry on women like Beyonce. Just I'm wearing Bliss Lau right now. She's I, I, I keep staring at your jewelry because it's fabulous. Right? Bliss Lau is incredible. And you think about the staying power of a of a self-funded, um, independent designer in New York. That is, I mean, that's worth a tough market, tough right? market. So these types of, these types of organizations, um, Helm, the, the first um, LGBTQ coffee shop in Indianapolis that's, that's on there and Farm Girl Flowers, 12 year old, only um, direct to consumer brand. These are all women led. So go and spend money with women. This is, this is how we're going to shift things. It's how we're going to swing the pendulum. We, we have to, we have to be intentional. And um, I'm just so grateful to have met you and to have this conversation and to be in your orbit. And hopefully to maybe just come out there in the next few months. Uh, you have an open invitation. And now <laughs> you have a huge listenership that's saying, how come she doesn't invite me? It depends, y'all. I'm very selective <laughs> how I spend my time and who I spend it with. Why? Because I have a show and I have books and I have a full coaching practice. And I have this life where I, like Aaron, am on a mission. My mission is to harmonize you all, which means you are putting you first, me before we, and then everybody else. Because I didn't, and we all know from my show and my book and the one that's coming out got me in all kinds of trouble. And what we want for women is that women put themselves first. It is not just the oxygen mask on before helping others because you're in a crisis. We got to do it before the crisis. Erin is doing it in a way that so many are aspiring to be. And it's by showing up. It's by doing something. That's how we break down the barriers and the walls and the, the depowerizing that happens of women over all of this history. We have to show up and just do something. It might be very small in your own mind or eyes or heart or gut. We talk about head, heart, gut on this show. Do something. So right now, my challenge for you listeners women and men is to go and link in with Aaron, follow the hashtag hype women movement. If it's appropriate for you, don't waste your time or others time. You know, we're really careful about that. Get into the fairway. We're going to put all of this in the show notes. We always give our guests the final word, Aaron, that's going to be over to you. You've given us so much. We're grateful for your time, efforts, and energy. What's the last thing you want to share? The opposite of selfless is not selfish. It's self-care. I have chicken skin, which is goosebumps. For those of you that don't know the Hawaiian uh, derivative is chicken skin. I, you should see all the bumps on my arms. Say it again. The opposite of selfless is not selfish. It's self-care. And one more time, we love threes for completion. The opposite of selfless is not selfish. It is self-care. And we wish you all self-care today. We have incredible gratitude. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo to Aaron. Until the next time we say a hui ho, what a show. Ete <laughs>